Uh, this beautiful um, ha'ara I heard from uh, Rabbi Yosef, uh, Yosef Yitzchak Jacobson, uh, brought down from the Alkut Levi Yitzchak Alatayra, and he says as follows: He says Yitzchak, the numerical value of Yitzchak is eight times the name of Hashem. Um, eight times Yudkevavke is the gematria of Yitzchak. And he gave over his brachas. And Yaakov received seven of those Shem Havayas. Because Yaakov's numerical value is seven times 26, seven times the Shem of Hashem. And one of the Shem Hashem's Yitzchak bequeathed to Esav. And in that tzad, he was a brother to Yaakov. So Yitzchak, who had eight uh, Shem Havayas, because his numerical value was 8 times 26, he gave 7 of them to Yaakov. His numerical value is 7 times 26, and Esav got one Shem Havaya of 26. The remaining numerical value of Esav is 7 times Tameh. It's fascinating. 7 times Tameh plus one Shem Havaya of 26, that's the gematria of Esav. So the 7 times Tomei of Esav was, was always as opposed to the seven times Shem Havaya of Yaakov. And that's why Esav hated Yaakov very much. Because Esav had within him the seven times Tomei in his name, in his numerical value, and Yaakov had seven times Shem Havaya in his numerical value. In what way were they connected as brothers? They were connected because of the Shem Havaya where Yaakov had seven, but Esav had one. Like we said, Esav had one Shemavaya of 26 plus seven times Tameh. What happened was, is that when Yaakov bowed down to Esav, when, when Yaakov bowed down to Esav seven times, he caused by that action of Bittal to reach his brother and to remove seven times Tameh of Esav. Every bowing that Yaakov did had one Shem Havaya of Yaakov be Mavara, one Shem Tame of Esav. And when seven times bowing, seven times Tame was nullified by Esav, and all Esav was left with was the Shem Havaya, that one Shem Havaya that Yitzchak bequeathed to him. And that is why Esav spark, according to that shot, that he kissed him with all his heart, and he connected with him completely, is because Yaakov finally touched that essence of the Shem Havaya that was remaining in, in, um, in Esav. That's an amazing pshat, al side. As far as a moral lesson is concerned, there's a very common one brought down, we just want to emphasize it. When Esav said, Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. And Yaakov said, Yeshli Koyal. I have everything. And the Chavetz Chaim Alatayra discusses the difference between those two remarks. That's a difference in the worldview between Yaakov and Esav. Esav acknowledged he had a lot. But even though he had a large amount, he would always want more. Like the Chazal say, Whoever wants a hundred will always ultimately want two hundred. Yaakov, however, said, 
Yeshli Kyle. I have everything. I'm not missing anything at all. So Esau constantly wanted more, while Yaakov felt great satisfaction with what he had. And regardless of how much you have, there's always much, much more that you can want. So having the attitude that you never really have enough will cause constant frustration. And because if you always focus what you're missing, your life will be full of anxiety and inner suffering. And this attitude was internalized in Yaakov when he said, Yesh li kail. I have everything I need. Now, do you have a right to look for more? A hundred percent. That's okay. Like if someone has a small apartment and he needs a larger one, he wants a larger one, and he does some established to get that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yaakov himself worked for love and then acquired wealth. But nevertheless, the Yeshli Koil is very true. Because ultimately, if you're not able to, I'm calm about it. I'm serene about it. If I acquire more, matoiv. But if not, then it's a simim min hashamayim that that is all I need. And this answers astira, by the way, um, like this. Because on one hand, we know a person's mind should not be into gashmiyistik and yonim, not to um, acquire anything that he doesn't really need. And he should be metzamtzim himself, basically limit himself in the pleasures of this world. So you have that school of thought brought down in the Chazal very often. Kachi darkeshel teira, pas bemechel melach teichal, umayim bamsura tishte, to lead a life of tzimtzum, to lead a life of not running after excessive oilamazeh and be happy with less. But nevertheless, there's a chazal that seems to say otherwise. It says there are three things that widens a person's, widens a person's mind. Uh, Ishana, a beautiful wife. Adirana, a beautiful apartment. Kalim Noam, a beautiful uh, utensils. So you see from here that Adaraba, a person desires certain beautiful things, and that widens his mind to cause him to serve Hashem better. So how is that not contradicting the fact that you have to be mitzamtzum yourself? And the answer is very simple. A lot depends on the mahalach of your attitude. Like we said before, when Yaakov said yeshli koil, he also aspired and tried to gain certain possessions in his life and grow. He ran after the pacham katanim. He didn't say yeshli koil and just, oh, I left it there. Yeshli koil, what do I need it for? He ran after it. But the bottom line is, is when the Ratzon Hashem is that this is what you have, I'm calm, I'm serene, I'm happy with what I have. A similar case with this is with the difference between the weekdays and Shabbos. It's brought down that in the weekdays, you try not to overindulge in foods, and even that, that really is true on Shabbos too, by the way, not to overindulge in full foods, but not always necessarily running after foods that necessarily taste, uh, you know, like a delicacies or great, you know, or sweet or, or pleasant to you. You eat whatever you eat during the week without looking at that. Nevertheless, on Shabbos, the Hashem says, I want you to have an oinig, and that's matamim, tasty foods. Hashem wants that. He wants you on Shabbos to eat tasty foods. So the same Rabbi Shloylam that's telling you that on the weekday, you don't run after these things. But on Shabbos, like covered Shabbos, you enjoy a nice piece of chicken, a cholent, or whatever it is. It's 
of course, in moderation, in a healthy way, Hashem wants you to enjoy it. But again, the reason why you're enjoying it ultimately is because Hashem is telling you, it's Shabbos Kaidish, I want you to enjoy it. And then equally, during the week, if you're on that level, you say, now I don't need it anymore. It's not Shabbos anymore. Same thing with Isha Na, Dira Na, Kalim Noim. The Zoyer says, what is an Isha Na? What is a beautiful woman? That's the Neshama, a beautiful Neshama. That's what the Zoyer says Isha Na actually means. Which means like this, person has a wife. You could, a lot of Ishana is subjective to what um, your view of it is. Like Beis Hillel said, Kalano of a Chasuda, in the eyes of the Chasen, eyes of every husband, the wife can be as beautiful. A lot of your um, view on the beauty of your wife is dependent on the beauty of that Neshama you have and what you focus on. So that's Ishana. Dirana a beautiful apartment, a beautiful home. Desire says that's the heart of the person. He has a beautiful heart. Then he'll have a beautiful home. Which means like this, if a person is in a matzav where he can't right now afford a spacious apartment and he's sort of cramped, can I know her as a good few kids with only uh, two bedrooms shared and it's very tight. So, of course, there's nothing wrong. Like we said, there's nothing wrong by Yaakov Avinu, he said, Yeshli koyal, but still to be mishtadelt for more. There's nothing wrong. Um, Shabbos, to look for tasty dishes that you enjoy. Same thing over here. There's nothing wrong with looking for another apartment, a more spacious apartment, if you could financially do it. But the bottom line is, is right now, if you're not in that spacious apartment, but the dira no of your heart is beautiful and expansive, then that very dira becomes beautiful and expansive. It's brought that Steinman lived in a very, very modest home, um, uh, extremely without painting, and, and it was just very, very small. And he didn't feel he was missing anything. To him, it was a dira no that widened his heart, uh, his, his, his heart and his mind because he had a lave no. Kalim noim is the same thing. The Mzayar says, Kalim noim are the maisim of the person. So again, the key behind this is when you're looking for Isha no, Dira no, Kalem no, a beautiful wife, a beautiful apartment, a beautiful utensils, it's not an end in and of itself. In Mitzad Atzma, you say, Yeshli Koyal, like Yaakov Inu said, I have everything. Then your wife is the Isha no, period. The Kalem you have is the Dira no, period. The apartment is a, the beautiful apartment you need now. And that is, that is beautiful. Kalim Noam, same thing. It's an inner serenity of the Yeshli Koyal that we inherited from Yaakov Avinu and we could develop it. And the best time to think about these things of Yeshli Koyal is Taka Shabbos Kaidish, the beautiful Shabbos Kaidish. Karasala Shabbos Oineg. You're going mamish into, um, you know, they talk about mitzvahs that are, that are you totally immersed in whether it's going to the mikveh, when you're in the mikveh, you're immersed in water all around. Whether you go in Eretz Yisrael, you're immersed in the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, or in a sukkah, you're immersed in the Kedusha of the sukkah. All this is true. In Zman, in time, in Shabbos, you're immersed in Shabbos. You're within Shabbos. You're in another world. It's a beautiful world. And when Hashem tells you, enjoy your matamim, then enjoy your matamim. 
if there's a particular Shabbos you weren't able to get something like that and you had to be morbid symptom, is nevertheless say like Yaakov Avinu, Yeshli Koil, I have everything. So in other words, the normal Ishtadlis is fine. And and to enjoy things are fine. Isha na, Dira na, Kalim Noim, all Yidin should enjoy all of this. It's beautiful. But remember the Zoyer's dimension of those three things as well. You want to have an Isha na, when your Nishama is na, when you have a beautiful Nishama and you develop that, your Isha will be na. You want to have a Dira na, a beautiful apartment? When you have a Lave na, you have a beautiful heart, your apartment will become much more beautiful. With that beautiful heart of yours, even that smaller apartment will become a lot more beautiful. And Kalim Noim are the deeds of the person. The more your deeds are better, the more your Kalim will be beautiful. Your Kalim will be beautiful. Like the Chafetz Chaim, it's brought down, I, I, I heard this, uh, the poverty was so great there, and he didn't have, he had a very small kais from what I understand, for Kiddush or whatever it is. It was Kalim Noim for him, because he had the Maisim Noim. So again, there's nothing wrong with looking for these things to be marchiv yadas. But the idea is, is not to develop the attitude of Esav, of Yeshli Rav, I have a lot, but I want more. But Yeshli Koyal, I have everything I need. Even as you're doing normal Hishtadlis. And that is the real Chiddush here. And it's a balance. You know, that's one of the things that is a very big juggling act. The, different, the, 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 the balance between Hishtadlis and Betachet. But whatever shtavlis you need to do, you could do. Yeshli koel doesn't mean that you just sit down and do nothing and just let the money uh, grow on trees and fall down from trees. It doesn't happen that way. That's not what yeshli koel means. But it means that after you did your normal shtavlis, whatever Hashem provides for you, He provides for you. And you're happy with it. And you're serene and you're calm. Even if you didn't yet get that dira no yet or kelo noam yet. Have betochen in Hashem and be happy with what you have now. And that is a big Musa Haskell in our parsha as well. Have a wonderful Shabbos.